like pin um, the tail on the donkey he's done there. He's just plonked it wherever he thinks right. I mean, how I, I just don't... I, how can you fuck up a doorbell? Hello, Ben Robinson. Hello, Shreve. How are we? Noticing um, anything different about me this week? I d- yeah, what are those on your head? <laughs> oh, yes, baby. Um, they are called blue screen glasses, my friend. Um, I've been uh, reading up on the internet, um, and I read about these things that, y- you know, we're looking at screens a lot of the time these days, mate. Right. You've got your phone. Yeah, you've got TV. I mean, I'm not working four days a week. I'm watching a lot of TV. So I'm worried about the damage it does to my eyes. So what I thought, look up on the internet. Um, so I went on to Specsavers and uh, it's uh, sort of went on their website and I said, do blue-green la- glasses actually work? Um, and Specsavers came back with a resounding no. Um, they're a con. <laughs> do not buy them. So naturally I went on another website and bought a pair for 30 quid. 30? <laughs> Thirty quid. How yeah. are you feeling so far? It makes absolutely zero difference. Uh, I mean, I literally can't tell. I mean, the glare I, it's more is horrible. Statement. I have to say, fashion statement. I, I can barely see half your face with those on. Yeah, it sort of reflects the screen right back. So even I'm struggling, uh, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but you know, I think I think they look. If you, if you get me at a sort of angle, I think they can look quite good. Yeah, you know? a quick a quick passing glimpse. So yeah, that's my sort of newest purchase of the week, along with um, Hello Fresh. My friend, um, I'm a new customer. Have you heard of HelloFresh? It's like a cooking thing. They deliver you ingredients and you can make the meals. Is, is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. Um, Hamilton, Bish and I um, sort of ordered our first box. Uh, came this Monday, um, opened it up. It was me and Hamilton um, who opened it up and took one, one look in the box. It was so overwhelming, mate. So many ingredients that uh, I'd never even heard of. Um, so we just closed the box up and ordered a takeaway. Um, in a really, a really bleak and unfortunate. How much did you moment. pay for it? Yeah, well, we got the, one of these discounted first boxes things, so we cancelled the subscription straight away. Where is it sat um, now? What, what, what's happened to we, this box? We have eventually cooked with it. Bish, Bish managed to uh, sort of rally the troops and uh, do the majority of the cooking. But you should have seen Hamilton and I's face. I mean, it's got stuff in there like ginger. How do you peel a ginger? That was instruction one. Peel a ginger. Well, this was it. So I've since been told a tip. You're meant to do it with the back of a teaspoon or something. But they're so knobbly, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's just knobbly. I just thought, I'm not cooking with that. Ginger, there was like turmeric. What's a turmeric? You're about to really impress me there. A step up from the putting fish fingers in the toaster. But no. But you should have seen some of the ingredients, though, mate. I mean, there was no chance for Hamilton and I looking at it with our, our limited food knowledge. There was about 19 different types of veg. And then you get the spices. We didn't know where to start. So we thought, now, let's sit down. It's a Monday night. You know, Blue Monday, let's get a takeaway. But other than that, all all going well? Um, yeah, well, pretty well. Obviously, still in London. We've had literally just this uh, this moment today. Um, we've had sort of a new uh, questionable thing that Hamilton's done um, within the household. So we, we ordered um, a doorbell um, mm-hmm. for the house because we got, um, you know, our, our lounge living area is quite far away from the door. So we struggle to hear the knock. Um, so, you know, we've had, like, postmen come and go and just, you know, drop them little letters. Through, and we've all been in and it's just, it's really annoying. So we ordered a doorbell, um, came. We did actually hear the door to, to let him in, came. Um, and obviously Hamilton at some point yesterday, I think it was, 
has attached this doorbell. We just trusted him. We thought, yeah, you go down. You attach the doorbell. You make sure it works. And it was all working fine. He was pressing it down there and it's coming through to the lounge. We thought, great. We've had about two or three deliveries today and nobody's rung the doorbell. And we thought, what's, what's going on here? Why, why are they still knocking? I mean, we've got this brand new spanking doorbell and, um, you know, we're still struggling to hear these delivery men. Go down. Hamilton has put the doorbell about halfway down the door and attached to the actual door. You know, like, you know, <laughs> usually it's like up, up on sort of the right hand, on the side, on the side, on the frame, not on the actual door. Um, and you just sort of, pre- and obviously none of these like postmen have spotted it. It's halfway down. Are we and talking sort of waist, waist level? Yeah, it's sort of waist level, but also attached to the door. I mean, you'd never spot, especially like somebody came in the dark. It's black as well, so you can't, no hope to see it. It's like pin um, the tail on the donkey he's done there. He just plonked it wherever he thinks right. I mean, how I, I just don't, how can you fuck up a doorbell? I mean, he's got, <laughs> he, he said, he went, he, we said, look, have you ever seen a doorbell like halfway down attached to the actual door? And he goes, oh, yeah, my one at home is up on the right, actually, just outside it. Oh. I was like, yes. I know, he's an absolute... God, we he's need to get out of a pandemic because there's people like him that need to get out and see the world a bit more. I know, it's it's horrendous. But that was just the, the latest uh, little bit of drama. That but other than that, all well. How about you, Shreve? How have you been doing? Still back at home? Yeah, I'm still back at the moment. Um, the most exciting thing that's happened this week, there was a snow day on Sunday. I say snow yes. day, but that doesn't, doesn't really work, does it? Because Sunday you're not, never at school and... I haven't been at school for years and no one's yeah. going anywhere. So it's the least snowy snow day ever. But of all time, just a day where there was snow. Yeah, one, of, snow one of the best, though. Went on a lovely walk with my family. Uh, one lovely. of the rare times I've enjoyed spending time with all three of them put together, which was nice. Um, <laughs> was a str- <laughs> there was a slightly strange thing, though, that happened halfway around our snow walk. So we'd done about 20 minutes from home. We're going through the field. Um, nice walk, nothing strenuous, not too far from home. You know, could yeah. turn back at any point if you forgot on something lovely. or need something. My dad... You know what he's like. He's already started moaning. 20 minutes in, I'm thirsty. I need a drink. <laughs> Maybe we need to go back. I need I need some water. Go so back? I, oh. No, just enjoy the snow. Look, we, we, be out for an hour. It's, it's like talking to a toddler at this point. <laughs> and then we just stopped hearing him sort of whinge for a bit and wondered what had happened. And we look about 20 yards down the path and he's scraping some snow off a fence. Oh, no. And he's... He's eating the snow because he oh, claims no. it quenches his thirst. Oh God, not de- it's not like you know. I've I've got mates who've who've done that on like ski trips when you're in the high Alpine snow, but this is dirty roadside English snow. Oh mate, oh. it was just off the main road by one of the pony sort of fields. You know, anyone could oh. have walked along. Everyone knows God. everyone in the village. He could have been arrested there and then if I'd seen that happening. Oh, that's horrendous. You're right, he's like a toddler. You've got to watch him at all. <laughs> I love that as well. He, he stops moaning for 10 seconds, so immediately your whole family goes, something's wrong, what's happened? And you look back, <laughs> and something is wrong, and he's <laughs> eating snow off the road. Oh, But yeah, there's been snow. Uh, the snow's gone now. We're, both, we're back to normal. We're still in January, and we're, we're still here very much. But um, enjoying the podcast and enjoying people's comments. I believe you have had someone get in contact. I had a I had a friend, um, Alex Kent. Um, he contacted us. Uh, he was fascinated by your father's uh, Christmas gift to you, Shreve, of the uh, painting of a favourite album cover. And he said that uh, his auntie uh, this year decided again, lovely, sort of caring, 
gift. You know, this year, every time of care again, you know, you want to give something thoughtful. And she thought um, she'd paint him a little sort of portrait. She got nabbed one of his um, photos off Facebook, I think it was. Uh, just, you know, him looking kind of cool. He was travelling. He was out in Australia looking kind of nice. Look, He looks absolutely gorgeous in the photo. Unfortunately, uh, the end result is... I mean, average to say the least. He's he's got sort of a really sort of thin head, a massive nose. She's been really harsh on the nose and ears. All um, right, let me get so, this you know, up on my phone. Let me have a little look because you've just sent this to me. Yeah, I've sent it across. Um, oh yeah, I mean, she's got she's got the shirt right. <laughs> yeah, the shirt. I thought this the is like is a Pete Shreve job though because it's like do everything around it all right, and then the face. I think he'd be better with a white blob there. Yeah, just like my a dad blob. would do. <laughs> just a blob. He needs. She needs to speak to Pete Shreve. She's given him quite grey hair as well, hasn't she? He looks yeah, like he's, he's aged by about thirty years. Poor lad. Good. Again, just nice thought. And I think maybe same with your dad from afar would look at you know passable. Look alright, as you say. That the shirts. She's sort of got the face colour right. So from afar, fine. Um, but yeah, when you get up close and personal, you know, sort of nice idea. Um, worrying execution. Um, but yes, I believe um, we've uh, we've also received um, a bit more sort of feedback, Shreve, on a comment you made uh, last week. I don't know if you want to uh, go into that. Yeah, well, I'm guessing you've been in the inbox as well because. Um, oh yes. I I do need to address this. Really, it has come to my attention because of the messages that have been fl- quite frankly flooding the inbox. Um, that during a section of the last podcast where I was talking about my dad's paintings. Um, I, I did get a bit caught up in the heat of the moment and referred to the famous painter Bob Ross as Bob Moss. Um, yeah. And we've since received not one, not two, but eight complaints about this. It is the most complained about thing on the podcast ever, <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's come from all sides, Steve. I've got to say my sisters have been piping up. I don't know. I, I don't know how it's come to us. So it, it turns out that if you do type in Bob Moss into Google, because at first I thought I'm sure I've got this right. You know, I, I like to check my facts. Typed it into yeah. Google. Uh, it doesn't come up with the bloke who paints, but instead is a character from Midsummer Murders. <laughs> That's oh, one. God. The second person is the head of cameras at Coronation Street, which can I say is a bit of a mad job role. Head of cameras. Head of cat, you did used to love that show as well, though. So that could, you know, something that's sort of been in your brain. It's one of these, mate. But um, I mean, it's a shocker. So I'd like to apologise for this mistake, but um, there is one thing I would like to say. I know it's not part of the apology, but wh- why are so many people loving this man? Why do they know so much about him? He's an he's an old bloke. Who is he? Well, as as I said, my si- my si- my sister says he's got a wonderful show on Netflix. <laughs> Very calming. Very soothing. Do you know what I mean? She, she, she's always said... I, I had no idea where this catchphrase came from, but she was always going around the house over Christmas going, beat the devil out the brush. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, we don't make mistakes. We make happy accidents. Stuff oh, like God, this. So he's got his own um, catchphrases. So, yeah, he's got... Mate, he's a cult figure. I'm telling you, he is... This Bob Ross fella, you've, you've, you've offended a whole crowd of people here. I mean, my, my sisters don't usually, um, you know sort of get angry about uh, podcast stuff, but they were straight on me this week, I tell you. I just don't get it. You know, Netflix, you've got Tiger King. You could binge a bit of Breaking Bad. You've got Stranger Things. Loads of stuff to watch. People are turning to this old bloke from the... Se- it's not even new content. It's not new content. Um, it's literally... They've they've chosen to watch Paint Dry. It's literally what they've done. Sure. But 
Shreve, Shreve, this isn't an apology, is it? <laughs> yeah, Come on, let's sound a bit not, sincere. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's my apology. And just before we move on, uh, another update. This is the end of our update section. Uh, you've got one, haven't you? Yeah. Instagram, as we put a photo up of you holding what, Mr. Robinson? Um, holding th- my parking permit acceptance <laughs> letter. Um, Make it sound more uh, exciting, please. Yeah, uh, it, well, it is. It is a delightful moment, Shreve, in in my life. Um, finally, after six parking fines, um, grand total, um, I've finally been accepted by the council, and uh, I can now legally park on my road. It was a beautiful moment. Um, again, I've had people questioning me asking me you know sort of how are you going to pay all these fines um but i don't have to anymore shreve who are these people is that the court yeah (laughs) (laughs) well this is it my mate tagged me in something actually um he said the government last year alone made 891 million pounds in profit from parking fines um and that's during a, a fucking pandemic do you know what i mean have some decorum they're heartless bastards mate (laughs) <laughs> um, I, they're heartless bastards, and and when you think I'm roughly half of that figure, do you know what I mean? With the amount uh, I've had, it's a joke. So there you go. That's um, that's sort of the end of the parking fine saga. Uh, I can now park um, for an entire year on my road, fine free. <laughs> we'll be revisiting that next year. <laughs> As I've said, um, I've obviously uh, you know been uh, having sort of four days off of my working week at the moment. Um, and it's uh, it's got me uh, watching a lot of daytime telly. Um, nice. Shreve. Yeah, so, you know... You don't I'm not... strike me as a daytime telly person either. This is no. going to be incredibly uncomfortable for you. Not at all. As you say, like, I, I, I didn't go into it with huge hopes because, um, as, as you've said already on this episode, most of the stuff, you know, Netflix, you've got, you've got your Amazon Primes, that's where... You know, most of the good content is these days. Um, but, you know, I've uh, yeah, I've not had a lot to do, so I've been flicking on um, to your normal sort of terrestrial TV and seeing what's on this sort of little main guide there. And um, what they seem to do, they seem to just put the great British uh, on the start of something and then just put any worthless tat following that. You know, use that prefix and then just throw, throw on any old shit on the end and we'll make a show out of it. That that's what they seem to do. I mean, it literally sounds like you know Alan Partridge show ideas. Some of these. The one that I first saw that annoys me was the Great British Pottery Throwdown. Um, <laughs> I just thought, what's? The, I mean, I, you know, I I love I love a bit of pottery. Love people who pot. Do you? Do they? It's it's you know it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing. I've got some friends who pot uh, and pot very well. Um, but does it really need to be a show? I mean, I, I just didn't really see the premise. So I thought, right. How many shows can there really be uh, with this sort of prefix and just any old tat on the end of it? Um, and so I've got a little game for you this week, Shreve. Um, yeah, I've got six shows that I'm going to read out to you. Four of them will be real and two of them will be red herrings. Um, and obviously the premise is they are the Great British followed by some random shit. So here we go. Number one, the Great British Sewing Bee. Okay. The Great British Sewing Bee. Number two, The Great British Car Wash. The Great British Car Wash. <laughs> Number I three. I would actually watch that. <laughs> Number three, The Great British Hairdresser. The Ooh. Great British Hairdresser. 
Number four. The Great British Knit-Off. The Great British Knit-Off. Number five. The Great British Body. (laughs) The Great British Body. And finally, number six. The Great British Street Party. The Great British Street Party. It's not very uh, Covid-friendly, that one. No, probably had a tough year, the Great British Street Party. So I'm going sewing bee, I know, is definitely correct. I'm going to say hairdresser is also correct. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say... I do and I don't want it to be real, Carl Wash, because (laughs) I just can't believe someone's made that, but I would probably watch an episode of it. I'm going to say knit-off is also real and... Street Party's real, I'm going to say. The Great British Car Wash and the Great British Body are both made up. So close, Shreve. So close. No! The Great British Knit-Off is not a real programme and the Great British Body is. Um, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've I've no idea what it's about. Anything with food or anything about the body, it's a surefire way to make a programme, isn't it? I know. Which is why I'm saying... Next year, 2022, we're going to bring the Great British Car Wash to the public on their screens. Thank you. Do what the people want. I'd, I'd watch that. Well, whilst we're on the topic of TV, um, when you go back home, you get a bit of a different flavour of TV. It's usually whatever your parents are watching. Um, yeah. But the other night, uh, my parents were cooking, so I took my hour chance to go into the lounge and watch something. And uh, I was flicking through... And it was the anniversary of, uh, sadly, David Bowie's death. I think, like, five years or whatever since he passed oh, away. R.I.P. God rest his soul. And on this channel, there was a David Bowie gig from 1979. Now, I'm a fan of Bowie. So I was watching this, and my mum decides to come in, interrupts me, as she does with many things I seem to do around the house. Yeah. And just comes in, looks at TV for a second, looks back at me, and goes, Is this live? <laughs> Oh, there's so many things wrong with that. There's so, so many, many issues. things wrong with it. First of all, Mother, look at the quality of the footage. It looks like it's shot on a potato. Also, still in a pandemic, yeah, there hasn't yeah. been a gig like this for almost 12 months. Massive issue. She must say, is this in New Zealand? Because I've seen yeah, that there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the most remarkable thing about it was it was David Bowie on screen. Well, yeah. He's been dead for five years. <laughs> I mean, Ridiculous. This is a miracle. Pete, get in here. Get in here. <laughs> now he's back. Has <laughs> she never seen like a pre-recorded gig before? I mean, oh, that's gold. That's gold that only a mother can come up with. Do you know what I mean? So that was a bit about my mum. That's what she's kind of all about. You know what my dad's all about. So I'm a kind of mess result of the two of them. <laughs> um, and speaking of my dad, we do like to shine a light on him and his little bald head on this podcast. <laughs> um, as he always sends me voice notes and we do a thing called Pete's Middle well, Questions. Well, um, let me, Shreve, I'm just going um, to stop you there, boy. Um, stop you in your tracks. Sorry to interrupt. Um, but we uh, actually have a, a special guest coming on the podcast this week. Um, may I welcome to you your father, Mr. Pete Shreve. Oh, God. Robo. You're right. <laughs> Very God's good, sake. thank you, mate. Very good, thank you. Uh, Josh, what are you thinking of this? Nice little surprise. Is this like, if you come to take my role in the podcast, what's going on here? Is this, am I being this is it. This is the start of a new middlehood. Me and Pete. Yeah, we, we've been liaising. <laughs> 
my goodness. I just thought, Josh, I just thought, mate, um, you know, Pete has taken a right old kicking at times on this podcast. He's had a right old ribbing. First series, we had all his voice notes. Um, this series, you've been you've been doing little anecdotes of uh, of little voice clips. He's sent you heartfelt voice clips. So I thought it's time for Pete Shreve to get his own back. I thought you've been living together. Um, you must have some gripes jo- on Josh, Pete. You must have something. He must have been winding you up. You've been locked in the past couple of months. Well, this is true. Um, but he's not a bad lad, however. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, there is a common phrase most nights, which is, do you mind if I have a beer? Polite. There is the classic treating it like a hotel. I think every parent can uh, agree with that. Did I not pay for I paid for your shopping the other day, Dad. Well, you did, but I'm sure if we totted it up, you'd owe a lot lot more. (laughs) Not as much as Robbo's fines, mind you. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, I've (laughs) I've heard Robbo. Pete, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. We're, we're, we're on ribbing well, Shreve now. <laughs> don't turn. <laughs> yeah. Don't turn on me, Pete. I've got you on for a reason. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, depleting your beer supplies. Anything else? What's he like? What's he like uh, in front of? Does he hog the TV? Anything like that? No. Well, he, he does like to watch a bit of football and tries to chuck his mother out of the sitting room. Oh. Don't, don't throw me under the bus with that. You're exactly the same. Yeah, what, uh, what, what, what are the. Yeah, uh, but I'm married to her, so I'm allowed to do that. That's fair enough. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Very true. What are the, logical obviously, answer. you're a Leeds fan, Pete. Um, Josh is a Man United fan. Have there, have there been any loggerheads uh, to do with that? Yeah, it, yes. When we lost by a considerable margin the other day, I had to sit with not only him and his brother. What's it? Was it six? suffering that? But, but there is, there is, there is some light at the end of the tunnel because at the moment, as we speak. Uh, end of the first half, Man United nil, Sheffield United one. This is a <laughs> It's like you've invited Clive Tildesley onto the podcast. What about any, uh, uh, any? does he blare his music loud? He, he, there's a bit of music, any of that? No, he's not too bad. It's just more about the variety. So, we, you know, we have music that we both like. We've been to gigs together, yeah, which lovely. might be a rarity, you know. Dad and son going to see a, see a few bands yeah, that nice. we both like. But then we, di- we diverge a bit, so... He's not really into uh, my Killing Joke band that I like. Doesn't really like them. Equally, I don't really like rap music that he plays. <laughs> oh, oh he's blaring the loud rap up. music. <laughs> well, or, or as his granddad used to call it, crap music. <laughs> now I know where he gets his jokes we from. We actually went to a gig once, actually. You've just reminded me when we went to see Foles. Lovely twice. gigs. Yeah, love, lovely gig. And, uh, you know, Robbo, we've been to quite a few and you, you lose people yeah. in the crowd, don't you? One of you needs to go for a wee or get a beer. So I stood next to a very bright uh, fire escape so that Dad could find me. And uh, <laughs> he went off and I thought he's been gone for about three songs now and he couldn't find me. So he just decided to get a pint and stand at the back and thought, I'll wait for you to come back here. And I did, because I knew that's what he'd do. No, 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 that's unfair. I had two pints, because I had a pint for you. <laughs> we didn't matter at that point. Put, couldn't put them down and check my phone, could I, to see if you were where you were? There you go, mate. So he just wants to watch the gig by himself, Shreve. Get off his back. A couple <laughs> yeah. of pints. Brilliant. Oh, dear. Well, that's, uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, I think... Uh, I think you've slightly got your own back there, Pete. Throwing a couple of punches because um, I, know, you know, I knew he'd have his annoying gripes as well. But all, you don't get any, uh, you know, say on this podcast. Do you know what I mean? It's just getting attacked and you get no comeback. So I thought let's get absolutely, you on. absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've we've put a few 
home truths there for you, Josh. Um, so maybe don't you know go in so hard on your dad in the future because I could get him back on at any point. Um, What's with uh, the funny you. glasses you're wearing? Anyway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pete, we've yeah, we, we, I've, I've got these uh, blue screen glasses, Pete. I thought they'd be a, a good idea, um, but basically they don't work at all. Um, but yeah, what do you think? They don't the attract the women either. No, clearly. <laughs> Pete, unless this, this unless you want to go for a bath with them anyway. Oh my god, this has not gone how I want it at all. Pete, for God's sake, you're not meant to rib me. This is not why I got you on. Well, I'm not going to thank him and say goodbye to him, Robbo, because this was none of my doing. So would you like to do the honours before he leaves? Well, I feel like I don't want to thank him anymore either. I've been right with <laughs> the past minute, but there you go. Um, yeah, well, thank you, Pete. Um, thank you very much for popping on. Um, great to speak to you. And, uh, you know, who, who knows? Let's, uh, let's see if we can get you on again for a bit more Josh ribbing. No. Oh. Indeed. Right, see you soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 See you in a minute. So on the last episode, we delved into the memoirs of a leaf blower, your memoirs, Ben, where you keep all the eventful things that have happened in your life. And on the last episode, it was sharing a lovely bath with a lovely lady in a a romantic (laughs) kind of setting that didn't quite go to plan, shall we say? (laughs) Yeah, not a lovely bath, Shreve. Let's (laughs) let's be clear on that. It was a limmy bath and it was horrible. But yes, effectively right. And what I've noticed is that this episode comes out just before Valentine's Day. So if you're listening to this, I think Ben is going to have something that will cheer you right up. Because I've asked you to go back into the archives again. I actually didn't think you would say yes or you would have more material of other dates you've been on after last time's example. But um, there is one, isn't there? Yes, there is one. And it's been pre-approved by... (laughs) By the other participants uh, on this uh, date, um, this is taking it back, sort of, two years, sort of twenty twenty nineteen, I'd say, early twenty nineteen, and uh, I was sort of seeing a girl, Shreve. It was actually going quite well for Robinson for once. Um, I'd say we'd had five or six dates by the time that this story sort of springs upon us, um, shall we say? So um, I'll set the scene. We're uh, we're in London, um, and this was pre-me living in London, so I used to drive the car in, um, stay at a friend's house, you know, you know sort of on the sofa uh, for the weekend, uh, and this particular weekend was my friend Sam Moss's uh, birthday. Bob Moss's son! <laughs> yeah, Bob Moss's son! Um, incredibly big neck, Strangler's Nightmare, we call him, um, <laughs> and... Uh, He's a, he's a lovely, lovely fellow, and it was just a few Saturday drinks. And then I was meant to go and sort of meet um, this lucky lady in the evening, and uh, I was going to be introduced to a group of her friends for the first time. Um, that was the plan. That was the plan. I'd sort of, as ever, sort of comboed a couple of plans that probably didn't really fit next to each other uh, and tried to make them work. Anyway, the plans didn't really sort of combine. I got carried away having fun at my mate's birthday, um, and... Um, sort of woke up the next day um, to a few rather angry messages because it was completely my fault. I want to put no blame um, on uh, the, the lovely lady in, in this story. It was completely Has the lady got error. a name? Um, let's call her um, Betty. Um, so anyway, the Sunday happens. Um, we're sort of just... I've gone out for a brunch with, with my mate. Um, again, sort of a birthday thing. Everything's fine, um, feeling good. And then I get another message uh, from Betty um, saying, uh, can you pick me up um, and drive me home? Because she lives in my village. Um, so I said, absolutely fine. Um, I'll pick you up um, and we'll sort of hash it out 
Um, and you know, this can be the sort of seventh date. A little so it's date. gone from it's gone from being meeting all her friends for a nice Saturday evening to you have completely messed this up and it's now Sunday. Yeah, uh, completely. And you're going it to up. pick her up in a car, like a taxi. Yeah, yeah your, like your seventh date is in a taxi. But in my head, this could still sort of. Do you know what I mean? I could still salvage something here. I can sort of win around with um with my charm, and it could be a nice little sort of seventh driving date. Bit different, not really done before by many. Um, so I thought, yeah, we're, we're still all to play for here. So I pick her up. Obviously, um, she's quite disappointed, quite angry at first, um, and uh, fair play. Um, but, you know, we're having a chat, um, and it's going all right. We're sort of ploughing down uh, the M4 uh, on the way home, um, and something just suddenly comes over me, um, just out of nowhere. This is like 5pm in the evening on the Sunday, uh, the next day, um, and I just get this sort of wave that just washes over me and this saliva that comes just sort oh. of in my mouth hard um oh, and plowing down the m4 at 60 miles per hour i'm sick on myself <laughs> god um, whilst oh driving. no yeah absolutely oh, no horrible. and she'd already expressed i mean nobody likes sick but she'd already expressed that um you know she she had a real sort of phobia of sick so, really um, Anything, yeah, she absolutely hated sick. This is is her worst idea of a date. This is she's trapped in a small, because I've got my Volkswagen up, so a very small enclosed space um, surrounded by sick. You know, it's just, (laughs) it stinks. Um, Anyway, we sort of pulled into a service station and um, I said, right, um, I'm going to go to the toilets. Could you please get yourself um, insured on my car? Um, Because I'm not going to be able to. Just drop that. Yeah, exactly. Just get yourself insured on my car, because uh, I'm not going to be able to drive home. I feel very unwell. Um, so whilst I'm sort of for half an hour being sick in a service station toilets, um, she manages to sort of get herself some car insurance. I paid for it, obviously, gentlemen, um, at the cost of sort of 30, 35 quid, I think it was, or something, for like a day insurance. Um, and so I sort of got back in the car um, with a little Sainsbury's bag, um, and she drove whilst next to her in the passenger seat, I was just being sick into a Sainsbury's oh, bag. Um, but Shreve, but Shreve, as this was the sort of um, seventh date, as, as it were, um, I was sort of, you know, being sick, but but still trying to, I mean, I felt awful, but I was still trying to keep keep the fire alive and ask some nice like, little questions. So I'd literally go, I'd go, so what are you up to this week? Like that, you know, sort of like, just little... Just little sort of asides. Did you watch the uh, film on uh, Saturday? <laughs> little little bits um, that we're trying to just keep things going. Um, she was obviously she just kept on saying just just focus on being sick in the bag. Um, anyway, um, she sort of um, managed to drop me home. Um, wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, and I've sort of obviously got this. Sort of big bag of sick. She then sort of walks herself home. Bless her. She, I, mean, she's I was going to say, would you? Yeah, I don't know. She she managed to get herself home, which was you know really kind of her. She's dropped me right at my door, um, and so I've sort of got this like bag of Sainsbury's sick. And what a lot of people said I should have done is I should have got rid of this sort of outside uh, my family home. Um, but mm-hmm. I, instead, what I did was I I sort of went up to the door. And because I was still feeling pretty rough, I was sort of fiddling about, you know, when you can't really get your key in the lock. Um, and so my parents both came to the door, opened it, and they went, oh, Ben, how are you? 
you've been in, you've been to Sainsbury's. What's in the bag?" And I went, <laughs> oh, no. "Oh God!" And they sort of looked at me again. They were like, "What's in the bag?" <laughs> and after about sort of fifteen seconds, it dawned on them because they I think they got a whiff of the smell, and this bag was literally full to the brim with sick. They oh. went, "Is that sick?" Um, and I just sort of smiled, nodded at them. Um, and my mum, you know, this is where mums are great. She sort of just t- took it off me, ushered me in, tucked me up in my bed. I mean, I'd had a, I'd had a horrible day. Um, but yeah, that's sort of, um, that's sort of the crux of, uh, the, uh, seventh day. And unfortunately, uh, I don't know, I don't know where she got the idea from, but, uh, the relationship sort of ended shortly after that. Um, <laughs> Betty was that gone. Sort of, that sort of, Betty was got that sort of soured the whole thing. Um, and, uh, you know, again, again, left on very mutual terms. We're still, we're still good friends, uh, to this day. Um, that's another little story, um, for anyone feeling lonely this Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. And, uh, any, any, if, if you've got, I mean, obviously we can't really go on dates at the moment, but, um, I would Are not Are you recommend... about to ask for a date on the podcast? Well, yeah. Does anyone fancy a car <laughs> journey with me? Yeah. The yeah. sick and if, if you're not sick, it'll be, you'll at least pick up a fine. Yeah, exactly. One or the other. We'll go halves on the fine. That's the gentleman I am. It's fine. Do whatever. So it's time for another invention, Ben. I hope you're sitting tight. Good intentions, bad inventions. We have a friend called Sam. He's very well intended and he has a book full of inventions that he's scribbled down over the past few years. But the only problem is they're pretty bad. And last week he brought us one that... um, was probably the most disgusting uh, one we've heard yet. It was, as we labelled it, bin juice. Basically, recycled vodka. And what was it recycled from, Ben? It was recycled from the sort of empties and dregs that were collected from clubs and bars around the country, which we sort of decided... I mean, he, he then claimed that Brewdog have done something on this, but I'd like to think they've done it in a in a bit of a different way to him what he was suggesting, which was basically just collecting, as we called it, bin juice uh, and popping it in a bottle but he's taken it a step further so we're keeping on the alcohol route this week um, and this is an idea probably the best name so far and you'll you'll find out why he's called it gin with a j okay gin with a j okay, okay. and uh, the first the first line gives it away straight away so here is his uh, invention, Gin with a J. Gin with a J is the idea of using old jeans that might otherwise get thrown into landfill to make vodka. <laughs> old discarded jeans. Sounds lovely. Again, you know, it's a step up from bin juice. I think we can agree. Um, but not much of a step up. Uh, does he go on? Yeah, it's the most inventive thing uh, be, to be done with jeans since Jeans for Jeans Day, I think. Um, he's gone on. He's, he has given it some explanation and some thought. Um, and he said, cotton, which denim jeans are made from, is very similar to starch. Now, starch is the branch molecule found in potatoes or wheat. And this starch itself is made from loads of individual glucose sugar units. Wow. Okay. Right. Are you are you with me so far? Yeah. He, he sort of. Yeah. I, I, he always goes quite technical for a he section. He does. But yeah, I've got you. See, I mean, he's making it sound feasible. So the idea is to break down and dissolve the old genes, which is an image in itself, into the sugar units, and then ferment the sugar into water solution, and then into alcoholic mixture, like when you make beer or wine. So you're essentially. I'm thinking of Breaking Bad here for some reason. Putting a yeah. load of jeans in a big vat and just yeah, letting them dissolve. Yeah, big vat 
sort of test tubes, stuff like that. Bunsen burners probably hanging around. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting the whole, I'm getting the whole vibe here. Okay. So that's been like reduced right down, and he said. This alcoholic mixture can then be turned into vodka or gin using a distillation plant like any other vodka or gin a maker does. So he's sort okay. of going, look, everyone else does this. This is oh, it's not normal. That's easy. It's legit. It's just making, it's legit. making a gin. Making a gin. He's asked a rhetorical question in the next bit. Would there be any particular flavours left over from the old jeans in the gin with a J? <laughs> any flavours, you're thinking? Well, he said, in terms of best practice vodka theory from my mate who makes the stuff... No, oh, there, there shouldn't go. be. <laughs> so he's done the little aside again. He always does these little asides, these little questions. Um, I love the asides to the audience. That's brilliant. Um, okay, so he says there shouldn't be. Um, it's not fully convincing. The last paragraph, I mean, he's, he's had a theme with these inventions. He builds them up, builds them up, makes you sort of convinced and then puts himself down at the end. So the final paragraph really is the nail in the coffin. Um, he said that certain volatile aromatic compounds in the old pairs of jeans may come through in the final product. <laughs> that is the most damning sentence of anything that he's even done so far. Volatile compounds. Volatile. Sounds like it could kill you. I mean... <laughs> Toxic. Vo it's volatile is a, is a brutal word to use for something that you're essentially going to put in people's mouths. Wow. Um, and he just ends it on, so we'll just have to make sure the jeans are all good and washed first. <laughs> yeah, good, good and washed. I bloody hope so. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, wash them jeans, son. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, leave that crispy flavour on. Yeah, what, he's been out dirty in him. Oh, lovely. Leave that volatile compound right on there. Keep Honestly. them grass stains on them. Keep yeah, them perfect. Nice bit of flavour for the gin. Um, wow. OK, well, yet again... Um, I think, as I say, probably slightly up in the world from uh, bin juice, um, but I'm not. I, I'm not convinced. Do we think he's come up with the name first in this circumstance? Because I quite like the name, Gin with a J. Probably it would sell. That's the kind of sort of you know cool sort of artisan. You can imagine it on the bottle, Gin with a J. People, it'll get people thinking straight away, and then they'll read the back and they'll go, "This is made out of some old dirty jeans." No, thank you. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, chances are your mates might too. So please do share the pod. Chance will be a fine thing. Yeah. And you can find us at Middlehood Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And where can people find our podcast itself, Ben? Uh, on their phones? No, not on their phones. Well, yes, on their phones, but I mean what apps? Ah, yeah, yeah, right. Um, we're on Apple, uh, Spotify, Acast and, and all other reliable podcast providers. Finally, thank you.